Are you in your business for the right reasons? Do you have overarching principles that guide your every decision and every task you embark on in your business? If not, it's okay. I didn't have those when I started. But it's very easy to be overwhelmed and quickly say yes to everything in your business and then find out that you've built a business unintentionally that's a monster, that's devouring everything from you and stealing everything from you, and it's not what you wanted. So in order to be intentional, what I want to do for you today is give you my four lens framework. These are four lenses through which I look at business and make every business decision and analyze every business task that I'm a part of. My hope is that these lenses will help you not just build a profitable business, but a life-giving business as well. So let's dive in and let's optimize your business today. Welcome to The Graham Cochran Show, where each week I break down the mindsets, strategies, and habits for building a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, of course, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. This will be a good one. Super practical. I want to give you something, though. If you're looking to free your time up, if you're like, I'm in my business way too much, I need to automate more of or all of my business then I want you to go through my passive income workshop. This is going to walk you through the four-step process to, if you haven't started your business, figure out what your profitable business idea is and then launch that sucker so you're creating $1,000 a month of passive income. Or if you already have a service-based business or you have some courses or some passive income element, but you're still all the time working in the business and you haven't got automated sales that are coming in, whether you work or sleep, then this workshop is for you. It's a 100% free-to-watch, on-demand video training. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're watching the podcast here on YouTube, you know I'm going to link to it below. grahamcochran.com slash podcast. grahamcochran.com slash workshop. And there it will be for you to digest at your leisure. All right, let's jump into these four lenses. This is important. I, I know... We all want some of the same things, but what gets you into business and then where you end up in business usually can become two different things if you don't have some intentionality or some overarching guiding principles or frameworks to make decisions through. So let me just share with you what are three of the most common reasons people get into business or are are in business currently. Number one is to make money. (laughs) Sounds obvious. And again, this is not a bad thing. I didn't say a bad thing. This is a common reason. People get into business to make money. I certainly did. Uh, To create significance. Maybe you have felt underappreciated at a job. Maybe you have felt that the work you've done in the past has never been your true calling. And you want to step into something that fuels your soul, makes you feel like you, I was born for this. I was designed for this. And you get to contribute. And you get to feel significant because of the work you're doing. And related to that, as your business becomes more successful, you will gain more significance as your following grows, as you get more features and opportunities to be invited on a podcast or to be quoted or to have media or press or all these things that can happen when you have an online business. Significance. 
right? It's one of those core needs that Tony Robbins talks about is to the need of significance. We all want to be significant. So a lot of times we're using our business to create significance. So make money, create significance. And number three, common reason why people are in business is to make an impact. And I love this one. If you caught last week's episode, we talked a little bit about that, my desire to make an even bigger impact on the world. I have a healthy level four ambition uh, to make an impact on the world. Again, a really, really good thing because we know that the business is a vehicle within which to bless the world. It's to make money, yes, it can create significance for us, yes, but also it's a vehicle that can make an impact in the world as we create incredible products and services and help people transform in their lives. Wonderful reasons to get into business, but on their own, those reasons aren't as helpful as they seem on the surface. Why? Because they become a trap, right? Where do they end? Each one of those three things becomes an unfillable void that leads to overwork, hustle, broken relationships, and a myriad of other problems, right? Because of three simple questions. How much money is enough? How will you know when you've made enough money? How much significance is enough? And how much impact is enough. This might sound like a strange thing to ask, but I'm bringing this up for a reason. It's very likely, maybe you haven't thought about it explicitly, but implicitly it's it's coming through for many of you that the, the way you're making decisions is you're asking yourself, well, will this make money? Does this make me feel significant? Will this make an impact? And those are three fair questions to ask, but they're not the most helpful because you will never know when you've reached the end of those things. And there are millions of things you could say yes to that would make you money, make you feel significant, and make an impact, but that has no bearing on whether you should do them or not. It's like not enough of a decision-making filter. You're gonna see, and if you haven't already, you're going to see that if that is the way you make decisions, like, well, launching this product's gonna make me money, or saying yes to this event's gonna make me significant, or being a part of this fundraiser will help me make an impact or like if you only use that as the filter and as you become more popular and grow a bigger audience, you're going to have more opportunities to make money, more opportunities to feel significant and more opportunities to make an impact. You could fill every hour of every day of your life chasing money, significance, and impact. Now I want to use the word chase puts a negative spin on it. When I use the word make sounds positive, same thing. Same thing. What started out is I just want to make some money, create some significance, make an impact. Good thing. Easily turns into I want to chase more money, chase more significance, chase more impact. And what was a good thing can turn into an unsatiable, unattainable, unfillable void that will cause you to burn out. You just will. So you can't say yes to all those things and survive. And a lot of people burn out. So let me give you my four lens framework. This is a framework of four lenses like glasses that you can look through to help make business decisions. That will help you make sure that you're optimizing your business to be life-giving, not just profitable. A lot of ways to be profitable. And anybody can teach you how to make a profitable business. 
I'm not impressed if you have a profitable business. I'm impressed if you have a profitable and life-giving business, right? That is more rare. And that's what we want, okay? And that's what I want for you. So here's my four lenses. You can adopt them. You can adopt one of them, three of them, two of them, or create your own. But my hope is that this will give you an example of how I think about making business decisions and pursuing business opportunities and even the tasks I do every day. So pay attention to see which one of these four really lights you up or touches on a nerve because maybe it's one that you're missing or you could adopt all four. Lens number one is the lens of joy or fun. The lens of joy or fun. Okay, so if I'm looking at an opportunity or I'm looking at some things I might wanna do in my business or I'm looking at an email that comes in, I ask myself, would this be fun? Would this give me joy? So the, the question is, would this be fun or life-giving to me? That's how I'll ask a question. And let me give you an example. If I look at tasks that I could spend my time doing in my business, here are three that I actually find fun and life-giving. So if I ask, is this task fun or life-giving for me? The answer is yes. Number one, doing podcast interviews, both sides of it. I love interviewing really incredible guests that are thought-provoking. I get to create new friendships, um, new connections. And I, I always have operated under the assumption that everyone I come in contact with is someone I can learn from. So whenever I meet somebody, I automatically assume they have something to teach me. So I adopt the posture of being the student and that takes humility, but like, it's just a powerful trait. Humility is like the key that unlocks every door. So I meet somebody, even if they're the janitor at my kid's school and I start talking to him or her, there's something I could learn from them. So I love that when I get to interview guests, oh, what can I learn from this person? And I'm siphoning up their wisdom, right? But I also love being interviewed, always have. I have the gift of gab. I could talk all day long. I love answering questions. I love illuminating thoughts. And it's the easiest content creation you'll ever do because you don't have to think in advance. You can just show up, someone can ask you a question, and then you just respond. It's fun. I could do podcast interviews all day. It's not, it's not a task that I'm like, I got to do this or it's good for marketing or getting my name out there. No, I would do it just for fun. Number two, live group trainings. I really love live. I love the chat. I love being like the, the clock click, kick, ticking down and it's like almost time to go live. I love the fact that we can't stop and rewind or edit it out or whatever. It's unpolished. It's in the moment. It's experience we're all having. And I love interacting with people in the chat or if it's, you know, like a Zoom call where I've got like my mastermind members or something. I just love live group coaching. The one-to-many coaching is really fun for me. Probably more fun than even the one-to-one coaching. One-to-one is powerful and valuable and I make a lot more money doing that uh, on a per-person basis. But one-to-many is where I think I shine and I really enjoy doing it. Whether it's just a free YouTube live or a webinar or a challenge or if I'm doing a paid live coaching in my group coaching uh, products. And then number three, I love, I love building stuff in Kajabi. As some people, you know, they, they see the power of Kajabi and they need a tool like Kajabi, but they're like, Graham, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to be in there building out a sequence or setting up the automation. Is there somebody I can hire to do that for me? And the answer is always yes. You know, jump in the, uh, the Kajabi hero Facebook group. There's a ton of amazing people that you could hire to do the back end for you. And as much as I'm not a tech person, I actually love Kajabi and building things out it's just inspiring to me. I get a million ideas of products I could launch or things I could do. 
And it's actually nerd, nerdy, like fun for me. Like I'll be on an airplane building out like a webinar room or building out a, a funnel or uh, creating an email sequence or just tagging something or setting up an automation. It just feels cool. I don't know why. I like building stuff in Kajabi. I don't do as much of it as I used to anymore because uh, my team's expanded and they've asked me, please do the front-facing stuff. Let us do the back-end stuff. But I actually like it. So ask yourself, would this be fun or life-giving to me? You're allowed to ask that, you know? It's a fair question. It's a great question to start with. Here's another question that you might want to ask yourself. What needs to change about my business in order for me to have more fun each and every day? What needs to change about my business in order to have, or order for me to have more fun each and every day? Are you having fun? Maybe you had fun at the beginning and now you're not because it's all business now. Um, maybe it's always been all business. Maybe you were like me and had pressure to provide early on and it was never out of fun or uh, want to make an impact in the world. It was like desperation. That was my story. But it can't stay like that. What needs to change about your business in order for you to have fun each and every day or more fun? So here's some examples for me. Um, I had to get out of customer service. I love serving people, but that'll wear you down. Seeing the refund requests or the cancellation of a membership or just the same old, I can't find my login or blah, blah, blah. And then the time it took as my customer base grew, right? I was like, this is going to take a lot of time, me being in an email and responding to customer service requests. This is not fun. This is zapping my creativity. So I outsourced that to a, a buddy of mine. That was my first part-time hire, 10 hours a week, right? Um, and for me, I've shifted all calls or meetings or podcasts that I do to start no later than 11 a.m. So I have nothing scheduled before 11 a.m. Why? Because I want to start each and every day. Well, I take my kids to school, but after that, each and every day, going out for a long six-mile walk or hitting the gym. I want to start taking care of my physical health, waking my body up. Uh, and it's like, it's like a multivitamin, right? You know, you work out, you go for a walk, your head's clear. It's like the mental health. I want to start each day that way. So I just, I shifted, my schedule needed to change and I just slowly shift things and slowly tell people, no, no meetings before 11 or no interviews before 11. Um, you can do that. Did you know you can do that? You're the boss. So what needs to change about your business in order for you to have more fun each and every day? Because there's probably something. So that's the lens of joy or fun. Look at every task you're doing in your business. Look at every opportunity that comes your way and start by asking, would this be fun? Would this be fun? Now, not everything that's fun makes money, but not everything that makes money is fun. The best is when you get to do both. But my point is, is you need to have fun. You need to have joy, especially as you become more successful. There's even less reason to do something that's not fun just because it makes money. You will die on the vine that way. Lens number two is the lens of freedom. Okay, the lens of freedom. So I want to make decisions that give me joy and that are life-giving. I want to do things that are joy-inducing and life-giving. I also want to make decisions and do tasks and take opportunities that give me freedom. So here's the question. Will this opportunity, this task, this decision, will this give me more freedom or diminish the amount of freedom I currently have? One example uh, is my, my mastermind. I launched it a couple of years ago, ran it for two years. I, I did a whole episode on why I shut it down. It was making almost $200,000 a year recurring, and it was, it was fun. 
So it checked the box of fun. I enjoyed the calls. I enjoyed the people. But it was diminishing my freedom. Why? Because it was a standing 90-minute meeting every single week. Every single week. And I rubbed up against it when I wanted to go on vacation. And it was fine. I would tell people, hey, we're not going to meet this week. I'm on vacation. But then when I wanted to take the entire month of July off and three weeks of that, I was in another country. These people paid to have a call every single week. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to find a way to not reduce their value for a month. But to, I was like, I, I really need to get away. And I realized, oof, I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck. Um, I had another, ma- uh, uh, not a mastermind, but another membership years ago that I ran with a buddy of mine for seven years. And we split that company. It was a separate company and a product. We split that 50-50. But we each were making I multiple six figures, at least six figures. We were each making at least 100, 150K each off of this product every year, if not more. And uh, I eventually had to shut it down and say, we need to roll this thing down because the, the mental commitment to have to do the work, because it was, it was like a, it took hours every month to, to deliver the deliverables and then the live calls and keeping up with it. And it's like, I can do this, but it's limiting my freedom. If I want to take a break, I can't take a break. If I want to go travel and, or things get busy, I just, I have to still deliver. And I found myself having to still work on things while I was traveling on vacation to, to fulfill what people were paying for. I was like, I don't like this, not worth it. So will this give me more freedom or diminish the amount of freedom I currently have? Here's another question to ask to, to, use the lens of freedom. Does this decision, opportunity, task, does this fit within my family's schedule or am I having to shift my family's schedule to fit my work? A lot of times we're given an opportunity or we think about something we want to do in our business um, and we're like, I'm going to do this. And then we're like, okay, I got to rearrange my family over here to make it work. That's the wrong way to be asking this question. Your family is way more important than your business way more important. So let your family schedule be the starting place and then fit your work around it. It's the only way for true happiness if you want to have a family and have a thriving business. So an example for me is in the summertime, I've been talking about this recently with my wife because summer is fast approaching. In the summertime, uh, obviously my kids are out of school for two and a half months. And so it's a rare opportunity to have more time with my kids, especially, you know, my oldest, she's going into high school next year. I only have five more summers, including this upcoming one with her under my roof, five more summers. So every summer is precious. Every day is precious. So I don't want to work as much in the summer as I currently do. And I don't work that much, but I'm in the office a few hours each day, popping in, doing things. And so I've always reoriented my work schedule in the summer to have more time with the kids. So Uh, One summer, it meant I put everything into one day. I just came in the office one day and worked an eight-hour day, and that was it. And then I'll I'll see you next week. And same thing with email. Like, I'm not checking email for a week. Um, Sometimes I've done two half days. Um, Whatever it is, reorient your schedule. This summer, um, I'm going to have a day where I'm 
you know, working on my new book. I'm writing a new book and I want to just write my book. Um, and I want to have a day where I just take my daughters out for the day. So my wife can have a day for herself and I get a daddy daughter day every single week with them. You know, we can go to Disney or we can go to the beach or I can take them out to checkers and get, you know, French fries, like whatever it is, we're just going to do something. I don't know if you can eat French fries all day, but we're going to hang out all day. Just the three of us, me and my daughters. And then Friday is always my date day with my wife. And so in the summer, that's become family day. And then I'm going to pop in the office just two days a week. Okay. Whatever. I just always change my schedule in the summer because you know what? Our family schedule changes. And I want to, I want to always orient my business around my family's schedule. So for you, lens of freedom, this is a really hard one. I see this with my students who are saying, I want to have a membership, but then they find themselves saying, oh, but I don't want to have to deliver something every month. I have to do these calls every month. They're starting to wonder and think through, will this give me more freedom or less freedom? It's a fair question. Recurring products that involve some kind of deliverable or live element to it, it does diminish your freedom a little bit compared to having a course that's asynchronous, that sells on its own, it teaches on its own, does not require your presence. That can be sold a million times over without your involvement. That's the dream, obviously. But there's a benefit to having a membership site as well. So you're going to give up some freedom to have a membership, but it's a great lens to think through. And you'll see if you're a part of any membership I'm running, you'll see where I've limited my availability. Like I want to give as much of myself as I can without diminishing too much of my freedom. So it's a give and take, and I'm willing to give a little bit of freedom away for the recurring revenue and the scalability. And it's a great product that serves my customers' needs and fills out my product suite in a really beautiful way, but it's going to be limited, right? So that I can still have as much freedom as I possibly can. Third lens, I'm calling the lens of flow. The lens of flow. Does this task or direction for the business feel effortless or does it block the flow? Does this task or direction for the business feel effortless or does it block the flow? Now, you might have a problem with the word effortless because you're thinking, well, Graham, everything takes effort. Yes, but some things take less effort than others and deliver the same, if not better, results. Effort is a crude way to measure whether you're doing the right things. There's a lot of things that take effort that will not lead to results. So you shouldn't pat yourself on the back because you got inbox zero. That takes a lot of effort, but whoop de fricking do. That's not going to grow your business or help you in any way, right? Inbox zero is a giant waste of effort. So effort isn't a great way to measure it. In fact, the opposite. Does this decision feel effortless, I want to have effortless stuff in my business. I want to be in the flow of my business. I don't want to be swimming upstream against the flow of where business is going. So Seth Godin has always said, build a downhill business. I love this. Build a downhill business. There's a lot of ways to make money, a lot of ways to build a business, but many of the ways, those ways feel like pushing a boulder uphill and you might feel proud of yourself and it might make you strong and others might look at you and say, wow, look at how you push that boulder up the hill. I would much rather be the guy saying, well, there's a way to make money over here just pushing a boulder down the hill, which is way easier, right? So what does that look like? Well, going with your strengths instead of fighting your weaknesses, right? Don't focus on like, how can I improve my weaknesses? I'm really weak in this area. I should work on it. Why? Look at your strengths. Look at what feels effortless for you and lean into that for your business, right? Like, for me, for example, my content delivery in this business, the first couple of years, or maybe just the first year, I was doing typical YouTube videos, right? 
heavily scripted. I, I don't use script scripts, not word for word, but the content like was heavily mapped out. Um, I'm delivering every line word for word they want to say to the camera, looking at my notes or using a teleprompter, jump cuts as necessary, putting in, you know, uh, background music, sometimes some B-roll, graphics, like highly produced videos that ticked a lot of the correct boxes for retention and, you know, people watching to the end and watch time and all this kind of stuff inside of YouTube. And then I just realized this takes a lot of effort and it's good. I'm proud of the results and we've got some great videos, but you know what would be effortless is me putting together one paragraph or three bullet points or a couple of lines of ideas of what I want to cover or principles I want to unpack or stories I want to share in an episode, looking at the camera, pressing record, and then just talking for 30 minutes like I'm doing right now. One day to the next, I decided to just change up the delivery for- format and make it a long-form, unedited video podcast. Did I do that because a lot of data told me to do that? Did I do that because my analytics said this is going to crush? Did I do that because everybody wanted me to? No, I did this because it is effortless for me. This is the easiest, fastest way for me to create content. And I, there's no editing involved, so I don't have to like chop this up. Like I press record. I say what I want to say. I press stop. And then my team just adds the little music on it and they make a video version and an audio version. It's about as simple as that. And it's great for me. So for you, what would it look like to build a downhill business, to be in the flow? Like where are you and your talents and your skills and the business and the industry already flowing? How can you just get in the stream and flow with it instead of fighting the reality of the way you are designed, the way you're equipped and skilled or resourced. Don't fight the way you're resourced. Embrace the way you're resourced. Don't fight your personality. Embrace it. Don't fight the market forces and the economy. Embrace it. Like, just flow, right? I've heard Florence Shin talk about this. It's the law of non-resistance. Don't be resistant to what's happening around you. You'll snap. You'll break. Why is water the most powerful substance on earth? Because it's completely non-resistant. It will it'll work around. It'll flow around things. It can't be stopped because it will flow. It doesn't go, this is the way I want to go. It goes, okay, I can't go that way. I'll go this way. It flows, makes water powerful. Be like that, okay? So ask yourself this powerful question. Like sit down with some paper one day and go, what would it look like for my business to be effortless? It's a crazy question. I get it. All business requires some form of effort. I'm sitting here today. I'm not at home sleeping and eating like, you know, peanut M&Ms or Twizzlers, right? I'm I'm here, you know, exerting some effort. (laughs) I had to show up and I had to do my hair and I had to turn on my light and my camera and have my notes and have to talk and deliver. Get it. I get it. But what a powerful question to ask yourself. What would it look like? for my business to be effortless? Where am I experiencing flow? How could I have a completely downhill, effortless, in the flow business? Just see what comes up. Just explore. Let your brain do what it does best. Connect dots, create possibilities. And finally, the fourth lens is the lens of simplicity. This one's huge to me. I have said for years now to friends, and when I talk about managing money, I believe in simplicity. People talk about wealth. I believe in wealth through simplicity. I love keeping things simple. So I'll ask this question. 
Will this make my business more complex? Will this decision, will this opportunity, will this direction, will this product, will this partnership, will it make my business more complex? And if so, because complexity isn't necessarily bad, if so, do the benefits outweigh the cons of cluttering up my mind? 100% when you create complexity in your business or your life or your finances, you're creating mental clutter, period. Now, you can outsource complexity. You can systematize complexity. You can automate for you know, complex situations to alleviate some of the mental clutter, but you are gonna take on mental clutter the more complexity you add. Now, your business should be as complex as it needs to be to reach the results you want, but no more. Right, complexity isn't something to just pat yourself on the back for, or get you know, get an award or a, you know, a Girl Scout badge because you're, you're you're super complex. No, I think the simpler the business, the more of a happy clap we should give you because if you can have a highly profitable, yet beautifully simple business or business model, that's rare. It's easy to make a business complex. It's easy to have complex financial situations. It's it's rare to become wealthy. To, to have a highly profitable, highly scalable business that's uber simple, small team, no team. Like that's rare. That's an enigma. That's pretty cool. And it's not just a fun like bragging rights thing to have. It's really all about mental clutter. So if you're given an opportunity to go in a direction, ask, is this gonna make my business more complex? And if the answer is no, okay, well then it might be worth doing. If the answer is yes, it will make my business more complex. It's not an immediate no, but then you have to really dive in. Okay, will the benefits of adding this level of complexity, this hire, this product, this commitment, um, will the benefits outweigh the mental clutter that will come? And sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you do have to try things. Hence why I tried my mastermind. I thought the benefits would outweigh um, the, the cons. After a couple of years, I decided they didn't, especially with the direction that I'm going now in my business. I need more space to create, to write, to work on new things, more stages, speaking. So you can change your mind later. You test it. And then here's a question, and, and I got this from Tim Ferriss years ago in the four-hour work week, but it's, it's sort of a bedrock of how I think about things. What is the minimum effective load or the minimum effective dose to create the result I want? So hopefully you're starting from a point of what results do I want in my life or business? And then you're asking the, the logical question, what um, do I have to do to create that result? And there's lots of pathways to success, which is beautiful. There's a lot of diversity in this game. So the, the better question is not what will lead to the results, but what is the minimum effective dose or the minimum effective load necessary to create the result I want? Because then you get to the same destination with less effort, less complexity, less hustle, right? So for give you examples for me. Um, people are like, Graham, why don't you run paid traffic? Why aren't you doing paid traffic? Because uh, I don't need to. To reach my goals, I don't need to spend money or time or effort or mental clutter of having an ad agency or a team or all that stuff. I don't need it to reach my goals. Is it bad? No, but I don't need it. So I keep things simple. Uh, or I don't spend a lot of time on social media, right? I have a team that chops up these podcasts and, and creates content on social to be another place for people to see it. But I'm not interacting with a bunch of people on social media. I'm not 
posting all the time. Like I'm, I'm barely in it. Why? Because I don't need to. I could, I could get in there and like have a complex social media strategy and maybe it would help, but I don't need it. Minimum effective load. I'm reaching my goals without it. So why would I introduce another task? Would I introduce more complexity? Would I like limit my freedom? Even my joy, like social media is an example. It doesn't tick any of the boxes. It's not fun or joyful for me. And it might be for you. I have friends that love social media. So that's, that's good to know. If you enjoy it, awesome. For me, I don't enjoy it. It's like I have to, you know, I don't, like I don't want to do it. So I, it doesn't tick the, the joy or fun box. So eh, already a non-starter. It definitely diminishes my freedom. I don't want to have to post every day or multiple times a day. I don't want to have to post them on vacation to prove that I'm living the hashtag laptop lifestyle. Like I just want to be on vacation. I don't need you to know that I'm living the laptop lifestyle while I'm on that trip, right? I'm going to be enjoying myself. You go live your life, right? So it, it diminishes my freedom, doesn't check that box. Lens of flow. It doesn't feel effortless. It slows me down. I have to think about the caption. I have to think about, you know, if I'm going to create a reel, what to put together, what music to put. Like, this is not my strong suit. This does not come easy for me. For for you, it might, which is helpful. This is why this is a lens just to look through and then your answers might differ. But for me, it doesn't check the lens of flow or effortlessness box. It's not downhill for me. It's pushing things uphill. Uh, and then lens of simplicity. It, it's not part of the minimum effective load necessary. So why add that layer of complexity to my business if I don't need it? Make sense? Four lenses. This is just how I look at my business, right? Will this decision lead to more joy and fun and life? Is it life-giving? Lead to more freedom? Lead to more flow? Is it, is it going to feel effortless? And is it going to increase or reduce my, the simplicity or the complexity of my business, right? So f- joy and fun, freedom, flow, and then simplicity. Those are four values that I have. And so those are four lenses that I look at decisions and tasks in my day-to-day through. What about you? Which of those four lenses spoke to you? You're like, that's one I need to consider. Do you have your own values or principles or decision-making frameworks that you make all decisions through or look at opportunities through? Or are they just the, well, will this make me money? Will I feel significant or important if I do this? And will this make an impact? Are those the ways you're making decisions? If they are, it's okay. We've all started that way. I would encourage you to raise yourself to a level of maturity that sees beyond just, will it make money? Will it make me feel significant or important? And will it make an impact? And ask these deeper, more life-giving questions. Will it increase my joy or fun? Will it increase my freedom? Will it increase my flow and keep things effortless? Will it increase my simplicity or is it going to reduce simplicity and make my life more complex? Again, if there's a no in one of those boxes, it doesn't mean the decision is a complete no. It's just a data point to help you make better decisions that lead you to not having just a highly profitable business that everyone can say, wow, look at what you've built, but a highly profitable and life-giving business that you can sustain, that it's not going to create a wedge between you and your spouse or your kids or your friends or your health mental or physical. And then of course you'll become more successful if you have a life-giving business because you'll stay in the game long enough to see it reach its full potential. So let me know if you're watching on YouTube, a comment below how you're processing this. I'd love to know how you think about it. And if you haven't already taken advantage of my passive income workshop, it's a free on-demand video workshop. I'll teach you how to create recurring revenue in as little as 30 minutes a day. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. 
Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in with me today. We'll see you on another episode real soon.